Good morning for a Monday, September 3rd, 2012. Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page this morning. The competitor-in-chief plays to win. To calm Israel, U.S. offers ways to restrain Iran. And U.S. companies ready if Greek exits Euro. In this morning's national headlines, Muslims thrive in colleges run by Catholics. And SEAL wrote book after Navy's slight, an e-book says. In today's financial headlines, leader of European Central Bank faces a test. Ticket sales fail to make Hollywood summer. And a love song to the South, Garden and Gun, comes back from the brink. There will be more business stories, more national and international news, too. A roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Paul Krugman. Now from the editors of the New York Times, here are the stories on today's front page. The top story is titled, The Competitor-in-Chief Plays to Win, written by Jody Cantor. As Election Day approaches, President Obama is sharing a few important things about himself. He has mentioned more than once in recent weeks that he cooks a really mean chili. He has impressive musical pitch. He told an Iowa audience he's a surprisingly good pool player. He informed an interviewer, not to mention, though he does, a doodler of unusual skill. At a recent New York fundraiser with several famous basketball players in attendance, he said, It is very rare that I come to an event where I'm like the fifth or sixth most interesting person. Four years ago, Barack Obama seemed as if he might be a deliberate professor of a leader, maybe with a touch of Hawaiian mellowness. He has turned out also to be a voraciously competitive perfectionist. Aides and friends say so in interviews, but Obama's own words of praise and derision say it best. He is president as perpetually aspiring overachiever, often grading himself and others with report card terms like outstanding or remedial course, as in Republicans need one. As he faces off with Mitt Romney, the Republican presidential nominee, Obama's will to win and fear of losing is in overdrive. He's cramming for debates against an opponent he has called ineffective fundraising at a frantic pace to narrow his cash gap with Romney and embracing the do-anything-it-takes tactics of a contentious campaign. Even by the standards of the political world, Obama's obsession with virtuosity and proving himself the best are remarkable, those close to him say. More than a tick, friends and aides say, it is a core part of his worldview, formed as an outsider child who grew up to defy others' views of the limits of his abilities. When he speaks to students, he always emphasizes living up to their potential. He has a general philosophy that whatever he does, he's going to do the very best he can do, Marty Nesbitt, a close friend, said. Obama's aides point to the seriousness he brings to the tasks of the presidency, how he virtually never shows up for a meeting unprepared, say, or how he quickly synthesizes complicated material. But even those loyal to Obama say that his quest for excellence can bleed into cockiness and that he tends to overestimate his capabilities. The cloistered nature of the White House amplifies those tendencies, said Matthew Dowd, a former advisor to President George W. Bush, adding that the same thing happened to his former boss. There is a reinforcing quality, he said, a tendency for presidents to think, I am the best at this. And though Obama craves high grades from the electorate, he's in a virtual dead heat with Romney in national polls. But he talks more than a little trash about his rival, too. 
No matter what moves Romney made, the president said, he and his team were going to cut him off and block him at every turn. We're the Miami Heat, and he's Jeremy Lin, Obama said, according to an aide.